Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Nashville, it's time for Nashville Business Radio. Now, here's your host. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Nashville Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and uh, folks, this is going to be a good one today. Gary Aldridge is with us, and he's the owner of Aldridge Valuation Advisors. Gary, welcome. Thank you, John. I appreciate you having me. Hey, it's a pleasure. Uh, let's talk about how you're serving folks at Aldridge Valuation Advisors. Well, we do. I do a couple of different things. Uh, I summarize it by saying that I, I measure and grow value for businesses. On the measuring side, I, I do business valuations. Usually when someone wants to buy or sell a business, uh, there's a shareholder dispute. Majority owner wants to buy out minority uh, or there's a personal or business divorce. That's on the measuring side. And then on the growing side, I work as a fractional CFO and uh, work with businesses and try to find out what makes them what, what we need to do to make them grow in value. And I think most business owners, when they think about valuation, they're thinking about an exit or some extraordinary event like a divorce where a, a, a an asset needs to be valued, in this case, a company. Um, you're really stretching that for business owners, that their minds a little bit as to how they ought to think about what you do, right? Right. I do. Like, I'll give you an example. Um, working with a client now, and this is a perfect example, and he came to me and said, Gary, in five years, I want to sell for X. So tell me what I need to do to get there. Mm. So that's exactly you know what we'll do. And so I've worked with him. I've done evaluation on his business. It's important to know your starting point um, before you can really target where you want to where you want to be. So he's given me a value that he wants to hit when he wants to hit it, and uh, and then now I'll work with him to get there. So talk about. Let's dive into that a little deeper, Gary. And I mean, I know that's unfolding, but so how does that engagement unfold? as you work with a client like that? Well, I'll get to know them pretty well in, in depth and we'll spend some, a lot of time on the front end, understanding the owner, what his or her goals are, uh, what their current capacity is. And, and we'll, then we'll, as we get into it, we'll find different stress points, pain points in the business. And each business is different. They have different ones. Each owner's got different strengths and, and, uh, and sometimes shortcomings. And we'll try to shore those up. And we try to scale the business and that gets into what I call people, processes and technology. So we'll take a look at each one of the players on, on the team and see which ones we need to coach or keep or sometimes lose. Um, and we'll look at the processes that they have. In the case of the client that I just mentioned, um, after working with him for some time, he knew that he had a, he had a problem with labor. Like, like a lot of owners do right now, it's hard for them to find good labor. A lot of manual work, hard work. He pays them well, treats them well, but it's hard work. Um, so he automated a process. He, he got someone to help him sketch out a piece of equipment and had a fabricator make it. And he just put it in in July. And that's going to increase his capacity by four times with the same amount of labor. Mm. So that will, in and of itself, running at full capacity will add a million dollars a year and gross profit now, not revenue, but gross profit to his bottom line. So that's a huge game changer uh, as far as valuation goes. So that's what we talk about with processes and technology. Wow. So what do you, 
this particular business owner doesn't sound any different than a lot of them. They they've got a most business owners have something of an idea in their head as to what their business is worth. Um, something tells me you're the guy that delivers news that maybe is not always welcome in terms of what you see the real value is. Unfortunately, it's not. Um, you know, sometimes I have to deliver news that they may not want to hear. And uh, here's a, a stat for you. 70% of businesses don't sell. And the largest reason for that is what I call the value gap. It's the gap between what the seller thinks the business is worth versus what the buyer is willing to pay. At the end of the day, the buyer is going to determine what they're willing to pay for the business. And the more attractive your business is, then the more buyers you get to that and you want to create kind of an auction for that. So they'll bid, bid the price up. But um, so there's a gap usually between what the seller thinks it's worth and what the buyer thinks it's worth. And what do you typically find? I know there's a lot of different variables with businesses, a lot of different industries, obviously. But what do you find the biggest reason for that gap is? Is it just expectations or is there something in the business itself that maybe a business owner overvalues? I think there's a lot of misinformation, you know, and maybe somebody told them that it's worth, you know, some multiple times EBITDA is a, is a formula that many people use, which um, sometimes that's, that's an inexact and inefficient way to do that. So I look at it more concretely and I've worked on both the buy side and the sell side. So at the end of the day, I'll look at it and go, would I pay that for a business? And the same question on the flip side is, would I take that for the business? And sometimes you've got to go through a few iterations to find out exactly what that is. Folks, we're here chatting with Gary Aldrich. Gary is the owner of Aldrich Valuation Advisors uh, here in the Nashville area. Gary, you mentioned your uh, experience. Let's get to that uh, because that's something it seems to me you really bring to the table here. You've got a lot of experience that goes uh, in a lot of different uh, businesses and industries and uh, 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 certifications for that matter. You've got a lot of initials behind your name, man. I do. I do. It just means I can, I tell people, it means I can, I can read and write and do a little math. <laughs> so, uh, if you can do that, you can get some letters after your name. For sure. For sure. But you've got some experience, uh, uh, hands-on experience in, in, in businesses yourself. I mean, you're, you're not just, just a finance guy, not, no, 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 nothing against the people that just have finance experience, but you've got uh, operating experience. I do. I've worked, you know, for about 30 years as a CFO or, or senior, you know, financial executive. Um, I've worked in a diverse number of industries such as telecommunications, manufacturing, fabrication, hospitality, uh, and a number of services businesses. So I've, I've touched a lot of different industries. Um, there's, while there are some differences in those, there's there's a lot of commonality as far as, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you're trying to drive cash flow up. That's the single biggest uh, creator of value is increasing cash flow. And then the way we do that um, just depends on each of the businesses that, that, uh, that I'm working with. Mm-hmm. And uh, talk about why you started your own firm. I mean, what what your why is, is if you will. I just I have a passion for value. Mm-hmm. Um, I always have, and um, for me, it's like a a challenge. You know, it's like a treasure hunt. And so I work, I, I pour through the financials. You know, every month. Um, 
looking for opportunities to on the balance sheet side to increase liquidity, increase inventory turnover, increase uh, accounts receivable turnover. And on the P&L side, you know, not just counting the beans and putting them in the right bucket, but translating that data and information for the business owner um, to, to tell them what that means. OK, so I will I will literally, you know, it, and they may have somebody else do the, the accounting for them, which is fine. Um, but many times that accounting resource, they'll they'll do the they'll put the beans in the right bucket but then just hand it to the owner and the owner may or may not know really what all that means. So I'll go over it with them, find out what their, their key performance indicators are. Um, and then, and then simplify it in a way that can understand it and then focus on that. Now you, uh, mentioned something there that I think is important. You, you don't necessarily come in and replace anyone internally from an accounting perspective. I mean, you're bringing, you're really parachuting in, if you will, bringing an outside strategic perspective to what's already happening internally. Exactly. And many times I'll work with their existing accounting resource. Um, and, and just like I did last week, another client uh, in, in healthcare. So I'm working with his accounting resource to to present the financial information in a way that's more meaningful. Um, and so that'll take a little time to work through that. For example, in this case, you know, He's doing the accountant is, is putting all the revenue in one bucket and accounting for the whole company or the whole practice in one bucket. And I want to split that out into different revenue streams so we can see what's the profitability of revenue stream A versus B versus C versus D. It takes a little while to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once you do it, it's a powerful, powerful source of information uh, because you can't see you don't have all that visibility if everything's just dumped into one. And if you're planning to get a certain value based on certain revenue streams, it's vital that you do something like that. Absolutely. Because um, you may find out that one, one revenue stream is not as profitable as it should be, but you can't see that if everything's dumped into one bucket together. Mm -hmm. Let's talk Gary about the industries you serve. It sounds like uh, you go pretty far afield when it comes to the, the industries that you work in? I do. Um, you know, telecommunications has consolidated a good bit. So there are four big players, uh, not a lot of small telecom operators now. Um, there were back when I was doing it. Uh, but there's a lot of hospitality, a lot of manufacturing still, a lot of fabrication. And then, of course, there, there are tons of services-oriented businesses. So um, I work with each one of those. Mm-hmm. Um. And size, what what size is a good fit for you? Uh, I've worked with businesses anywhere from startup to a hundred million, uh, but typically something in the in the one to twenty million range in revenue is a good uh, is a good fit for me. That's somebody who's large enough to they've got some pain points and stress points in their business, um, and they've got some resources that can do the you know the day to day accounting stuff. And uh, like you said, I, I really prefer to come in more. Uh, from the outside and, and work with their existing accounting team, not trying to replace that. I don't have a team of accounting people. Um, when I looked at leveraging myself, um, I thought about going in, you'd have to go in one, one of two directions. Either I had to hire a bunch of people to do all that work, which for me, I didn't want to do, mm-hmm. uh, or I can leverage myself up. Um, so I, I've done that and process of doing that. And I've actually developed a course that we just launched a month ago to try to teach business owners how to do what I do, but they can do it on their own. 
You strike me as something of a business value coach. I mean, that, that, that maybe that's um, the way you serve. I mean, you, you obviously bring a ton of expertise to the table, but you, you, it's focused on a very specific uh, uh, objective, which is business value. It is. I, I focus on that, um, laser focused on value mm-hmm. and, and trying to grow that. Um, that's what I love doing. That's where my passion is. That's my why. Um, and to do that, it, it helps people give them the time, money, and freedom to do whatever it is they want to do. Um, so they're like $10 trillion are going to change hands in the next 10 years. Um, in, in, as people in, in my generation, the baby boomers age and have to do something. So I want to help them make that exit as, uh, as profitable and as smooth as possible. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned, we were talking before we came on the air, uh, you mentioned that, uh, your geographic, uh, uh, the regions you serve is, is, uh, it's pretty far afield now that we're in the age of zoom. It is, um, you know, people are a lot more comfortable working virtually. Um, I moved to Nashville about five years ago, but since then I've done work in, I told you earlier it was six states, but it's actually eight because I picked up a couple out in, uh, uh Colorado. So, um, hmm. so I've worked in, in a lot of different states. The distance really doesn't matter as much anymore because now everybody's really comfortable with Zoom. Um, you mentioned that, uh, Gary, that you, you work with businesses as, as low as a million in revenue, which might raise some eyebrows for business owners out there, you know, we, that they might think that's a little early for me to bring in a fellow like Gary. I mean, talk about when a business owner what they ought to be looking for in their business to think, Hey, these are uh, some signs I need to pick up the phone and call Gary. Well, first thing is they need to have a a vision for what it is they're trying to do. And a lot of business owners, especially the smaller ones are so busy down in the weeds day in and day out that it's hard for them to get up and look out uh, in the future and see what they want to do. So they need to know, you know, these are basic questions what it is they want to do. As you said earlier, why do you want to do that? That's, mm-hmm. that's really a big driver. Mm. Uh, the why will answer a lot of questions and give them the motivation and inspiration to, to reach that. And, and when do you want that to happen? Um, and they don't have to be trying to sell now. A lot of people aren't selling now, but you need to be working in your business as if you're going to sell at some point, because it takes a long time to move the needle. Uh, the sooner you start, the, the sooner you can get started doing that. So I want to raise that trajectory. If they're looking to exit at today, I'm making these numbers up at 5 million. Well, then I want to, I want to work with them to make that, that higher so they can get to eight or 10 million. Um, and to do that working smarter, not harder, you know, it's not about getting more hours in the day. It's about getting more out of your hours um, and working smarter and leveraging again, like I said, through people processes and technology. Folks, we're chatting with Gary Aldridge, and Gary is the owner of Aldridge Valuation Advisors. So, what are your speaking of uh, markets for businesses and what their values are? What are you seeing out there in terms of uh, buyer appetite and what that means for uh, business valuations? Well, there's a lot of money that's that's looking for good opportunities. Um, Private equity firms will typically, and they all have their own criteria, but let's say they'll 
they'll get involved when that when their EBITDA earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization hits a three million mark uh, because they have to spend the same amount of time on a business with three million in EBITDA as a million in EBITDA. So they want they want more value in that. Um, but a lot of businesses don't reach that. They're smaller than that. A million in revenue is not going to have obviously not going to have three million in EBITDA. Um, but yet that's a we want to set those targets that are realistic and achievable for each business owner and then work to, to reach those. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important too, and to, to know what those people are looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, the more time and money a buyer has to put into the business means less value for the seller versus the less time and money they have to put into it. The more value goes to the owner. So I work with the owner to like remove stress points, improve process throw, process flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those things come together um, to help create value for the business owner. Some there, there, there's those um, words that uh, every seller really doesn't want to hear, and that's due diligence, uh, uh, right? Uh, and how due diligence can be painful, and if they don't know that, just uh, sign a deal to sell your business. You're going to find out real soon. Right. Um, yeah. Um, something tells me you really bring a whole lot of value when it comes to that particular piece of it, because you know what buyers are looking for and how they're going to try to tear apart, uh, the financials, tear apart, uh, the story, if you will, uh, to try to, you know, ding the value and the price they ultimately will pay. That's right. Um, the buyer will do a deep, deep dive into any, anything and everything they want to know. And you have to be able to provide that quickly and accurately. And, you know, if there's a, if there's a long, slow lead time between when they ask for something and your um, accounting team provides that, then that diminishes the value, you know, or if they, they, you deliver information that this, that's not accurate or doesn't agree with something. All those things indicate that this is not a valuable business. There's something wrong here. I don't know what it is. I don't feel good about it. I'll just go look at something else. Mm. Um, and a lot of times they'll do that. So having accurate information on a timely basis, being responsive, and just know on the front end, they're going to ask for everything and you got to provide it. Um, because, I mean, you would think about it if you were a buyer. Mm-hmm. You want to know everything everything that was about the the target company you were going to acquire. Um, sat down with a business, this was some years ago, with a client. He wanted to buy uh, some businesses from this other guy. And I started out the meeting saying, you know, we were having trouble getting financial information. I mean, they were, this, this you wouldn't think this would happen, but they're handwriting information on paper and giving us bits and pieces. And, um, you know, I said, Let, we need to start with the tax returns for the last three years. And, and they were, they refused to do that. And I said, Thank you for your time. I appreciate you coming. <laughs> but, you know, this the conversation's over, really, because that mm. tells me you're not going to give me all the information that we need. Right. Right. So you got to be willing to do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Gary Aldridge, folks, with Aldridge Valuation Advisors. It, so, so, Gary, I would love it if you could maybe share uh, a success story. I know you deal with uh, confidential engagements, but, uh, on a no-name basis, if you could maybe share a success story that best illustrates your work. Sure. I'll give you one. Um, this was, uh, in healthcare. So I've been working with a, a physician for most of last year and COVID being involved didn't help any. 
Um, so he had a significant amount of challenges, right, because of COVID and, and less uh, foot traffic in his practice. And um, he watched my first video on leveraging you and talking about how to increase your business or the revenue in your business without it flowing through the owner uh, himself, him or herself. And so the next time we met, uh, he had already done the research on five different service offerings that he could provide in his practice that he wasn't providing previously. Uh, in the first year, that was going to add about $750,000 to his bottom line um, without increase. He was going to have to add a few people, but that was net. OK, that was after buying a piece of equipment for about $120,000, hiring people, training them and overseeing them. So he wasn't actually doing the work himself. So year one, we're looking at a $750,000 increase to his bottom line, and that should double in year two to a million five. So um, that's the type of that's the type of increase in value, you know, that um, that I try to work with with people. That's a big ROI on his investment in you, Gary. Awesome. That's great work. It is. Uh, so <laughs> hopefully I'll get, I'll get some more testimonials like that. And, uh, and what I love about it is he, he got it just from watching my first video and, um, and, and was able to do that on his own. He got the point and started looking at it um, from a leveraging standpoint. That's, that's the biggest thing. Once they do that mentally, then the rest kind of falls in place like dominoes. Wow. Well, after that story, I need to get to the most important question, which is uh, if folks want to get in touch, and I can't imagine some some folks wouldn't, uh, let's let's get them to the right place. How do, how do they connect with you, Gary? Well, my email address is just my name. It's Gary, that's G-A-R-Y, at Gary Aldridge, and that's A-L-D-R-I-D-G-E dot com. It's Gary at GaryAldridge.com. Uh, or they can call me. Uh, my, my, my cell phone is 615 615- five nine four nine nine one up so either one of those will get straight to me awesome gary aldridge folks he's with uh, aldridge valuation advisors gary this has been great thanks so much and, and uh, congratulations on the great work you're doing thank you so much john i appreciate the opportunity thank you absolutely Hey, folks, just a quick reminder, Nashville Business Radio is the search term if you're not currently subscribing to the show, and we would love it if you would go do that. Uh, It's not about me or Business Radio X. It's about our great guests, guests like Gary, uh, who do great work and uh, deserve to be found. So uh, if you could uh, do that for us, we'd greatly appreciate it. So for my guest, Gary Aldridge, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Nashville Business Radio.